Yeah. Um, I'm guessing we all, Mac, you you got Bama on that one for a good, by a good bit? Uh, uh, I think it'll be close for a while. But then after, after halftime, I feel like Alabama is just a five of the better team, and they'll probably win by maybe ten, two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I got to say the same thing. I feel like going into half, it might be, you know, a one-score game, and then Alabama realizes they're Alabama, and second half, they come mm-hmm. out rolling. Yeah. I, it's like just, I said, I don't think it, it'll be – no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, you know, we all hate it, but, I mean, there's just not a team that can compete with Alabama this season. Re- rarely, you know, every season. I mean, Clemson's done a great job in the past couple of years, but – with Lawrence leaving, I don't know if, you know, there will be a team next year that will be able to stop him either. I mean, unless a team like last year's LSU squad comes out of nowhere and they've got this Heisman. I mean, it, that's, it seems like that's kind of what it takes to beat Alabama is you have this once-in-a-generation type of team like LSU's or Clemson's to come in and stop them, which, I mean, same thing with Cam when he was at Auburn, but... Yeah, I just don't really see. Ohio State's good. I mean, they proved that this past weekend, but I just don't know if they're Alabama's level of good. Yeah, and I think I think it'll be a game just because Bama's defense, they can be had. So I think Ohio State will be able to put up some points. I just don't think they have a, a chance of stopping Bama on the other end. I mean, I put it – it's almost it can be as simple as, you know, you stop – one, I mean, a generational talent, the best quarterback in this year's draft, but one Heisman contender. Now you're getting ready to prepare against three guys who arguably are all in that same conversation. Um, I just don't. Now I saw a lot of people saying it would be a blowout, and their reasoning being who in the world is going to cover Devontae Smith. First of all, no one this entire season has been able to cover Devontae Smith. So I just think it it won't be too bad because I think, like I said, Ohio State will be able to score on them. But I'd be on the same page as y'all, man. I go. I think it'll end up a fourteen-ish point ball game. In the spread, wasn't it like ten and a half-ish around there? T- no, it's seven. Seven. Yeah, it's touchdown. It's it it's moved a lot from seven, seven and a half to eight, back down to seven and a half. I think uh, that's easy over, to be honest. Well, I mean, to think they. Played number two Clemson, they blew them out. So I mean, I'm not saying it's well, I'm not saying it's, it's an exaggeration of a line. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd expect more considering Ohio State's number eleven in the country. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I just don't even know how they're how they can even be on the same field as Alabama, let alone Clemson. I mean, they didn't deserve to be there. Yeah, so, bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is Justin Fields? I mean, I'm sorry, but after this weekend, Dabo looks very bad. Also, there was the – I saw that thing that popped up saying that he, like, made Deshaun play on a torn ACL against South Carolina that one season, which it, it's been a rough weekend for Dabo. Oh, I mean, man. Yeah. Then you got yeah maybe next year he'll some- learn. You got Trevor catching some heat for his mustache post game as well. It just Clemson University's down bad right now, man. It 
I actually completely forgot until you reminded me, Mac, that Dabo had said that, which I don't know how. But as soon as you did, I was like, oh, man, he did. And, yeah, rough. Uh, I mean, I guess end of the season starts the year for Clemson University. But, um, Mac, I know we talked about this. You want to tell the people why you think targeting is such a terrible rule? Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's like a terrible rule. I'm just saying, like, first off, kicking a player out for quote-unquote targeting, I think is a little bit excessive. I feel like everyone, not everyone, but I feel like a majority of people feel the same way. Uh, that kicking somebody out for a head-to-head or just leading with your head is a little bit excessive, especially, specifically, that night um, – the highest at Clemson, that linebacker for Clemson, their best one. He led with a helmet onto Justin Fields' ribs and was called for targeting and kicked out of the game. I just don't see why that's why that's targeting. That's football, in my personal yeah. opinion. I mean, I mean Justin Fields, he should have slid. I mean, he knew what he was getting himself into when he did not slide. You know? So, yeah. I mean, if it's helmet to helmet – Forceful contact, I I can see ejecting somebody for that, but but come on, I mean that was that was just like a hard hit play, clean, just move on, and the, and like Kirk Herstreet, Street, you know, and the and the rules guy like, oh yeah, that's clearly targeting. I'm like, come on, he's just trying to make a play. I mean, I feel like they should, I feel like targeting should be a 15 yard penalty. That's it. No, no review, no kicking out. If you want to say, well, helmet to helmet, then I can. I'm not gonna disagree with you on that one. But I feel like any, like if it's just like targeting on the below the neck, it shouldn't even be a, uh, kicked out of the game. So that's my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, I feel like there should definitely be tweaks to the rule. Um, I saw a suggestion on Twitter saying that there should be a level one targeting, a level two targeting. Level one, you know, obviously would just be a personal foul, like 15 yard penalty. Um, and then the second one would obviously be an ejectable offense, which that's still kind of a line where you got to figure out the severity of what the hit is. But I feel like if there were clear enough guidelines as to what would define a level one targeting, you know, call or a level two targeting call, just, I just don't think that every hit should be, you know, oh, you're ejected. Like, I don't think that some of these like leading with the shoulder and stuff, I don't really consider that like you know, as bad as a helmet to helmet contact Um, like that. The one that happened in the Ohio state Clemson game, I think he kind of did his best not, you know, to try and not make it a targeting type of hit, I guess. But I mean, in in the end he gets ejected and that's, that's a big part of their defense right there. I mean, and didn't he get ejected last year for targeting in the same game? No, it it was Ohio state, Ohio state. Oh, it was Ohio state. They did like a, a blitz, and they hit Trevor Lawrence. The guy like leaned with his helmet and hit Trevor Lawrence in like the shoulder pad, and he was down. And they call for targeting, and they and they end up calling targeting. And he got ejected. He was one of their best, I think, linebackers or corners. It was, it was a complete game changer because they were up sixteen nothing. Ohio State was, and that completely changed the game. That led to a touchdown by Clemson, and had they had all the momentum. So I mean, it wasn't helmet to helmet, but. It was it, it it was not that bad, personally, in my opinion. But 
Yeah. I mean, it just changes the whole landscape of the game in most cases. Like, you know, it can be, you know, your go-to safety and you're having to go from him to a freshman or a sophomore that has no big game experience. And like, this is the first time being out there. Like the last time he had played was, you know, garbage duty against like, I don't know, Wake Forest or something like this is just, I don't know. I, I feel like there should be a lot more that goes into the process. Not like, Oh, you know, it was one of these hits, you know, they're going to be ejected for it. it. I think that's a little ridiculous. I feel like there should be a little bit more. Uh, I feel like it should mainly just be a 15 yard penalty. And then if it really is that bad, then they should be ejected. But in most cases, I don't really think targeting is that bad. So, no, and I would, yeah, I agree. I saw, I mean, like the one you just mentioned, I like that a lot, actually. I saw a lot of the propositions for how you could fix it. Um, and of course, it, like in any sport, at any level, you don't want the, you always say you don't want the refs to decide the game. And I guess they're not really, since by the rules, that that is the rule. Um, but I would say something I saw that I liked, I think, honestly, I think the helmet to helmet, you got to, it's got to stay, you got to get ejected. I get that. You, you can't have guys doing that. Um, as hard as it may be, it may be something you can't always control depending on what the, the ball carrier, the runner does. I think helmet to helmet, I get that being the 15 and the ejection. But the just leading with the crown in general, like you mentioned, Mac, to anywhere, rather like the one that happened on fields, I think for me, a proposition I liked with that is keep it 15-yard penalty and, and give them a warning. Um, and let it be something – I guess if it happens, if it happens to the same player again, then I think maybe you still consider keeping the injection. I still don't, I don't like the injection in general, but I think if it happens to the same player in the same game twice, I can understand them saying, okay, we're going to keep the injection. But the one that happened on field, I think that should have been 15 yard penalty and a warning just because a lot of it is. You know, with the targeting call, the way it's being called, these are still college athletes. They're students. They're not – you can't hold them to the same standard, in my opinion, as these NFL professional athletes. Um, and I get you it's to limit injuries and keep people safe. But like that play right there, there's only so many ways you can – there's so much gray area in terms of, okay, well, what if the ball carrier does this? What if he does this? What if he – you know, he's initiating it, yada, yada, yada. I think – Regardless, and no, I like that idea a lot, Mike. I just think there's got to be some kind of rule change made because I hate, like, like we all do, and I'm pretty sure everybody who watched that game, um, even in knowing that's the rule, you don't like to see a player in a game like that, a team's, you know, you want all your good players in the field. You don't like to see a guy get tossed for something like that. So that's what I would say the helmet, the helmet's got to stay. I really do. I think you got to eject guys for that. Um, but any of the other type of maybe even call it something different. I don't know. Crowning in general, keep it targeting. Just give them the warning. Like I said, I think there's got to be some kind of modification for that. Um, because no, you don't. No one wants to see that, especially in that kind of ball game. And wait, Mac, you said it was Ohio. I thought it was the same dude. I thought he also had gotten tossed. Right no, was no, it was. It was Ohio State. I remember watching the game because I had a lot of money on Ohio State to win all win all the year. Ah, uh, boy. And I kept I, I said for months how they were the best team in the country, and they were up 16-0 on Clemson. And I'm like, I'm right. And then that that hit changed everything. 
And they went down because I think it was third down when they had the sack. So I'm like, all right, they better get the ball back. And that was a 15-yard penalty. They get the they the drive stays alive. They score a touchdown. They have momentum. That changed everything. So I remember it clearly. Maybe mad, but it's whatever. Max been fuming yeah, about this targeting terrible. rule for a year. <laughs> I also I also didn't like the the non fumble call where the Clemson dude clearly fumbled it and they called it incomplete and I was like that's so uh, it made me so mad. Just let it all out, Mac. Yeah, I mean last year's last year's game was not good for you. No, it wasn't because I I told so many people I'm like oh yeah this is the highest team they're like the best team in the country I thought they were better than LSU. I could yeah, I could see you, uh, when they're up when they're up sixteen nothing. I could see you being like, "See, I told you they're they're way better than Clemson." That's what I'm saying. And then this is happens. the team that's going to take down Burrow. I know it. I just know it. And then they they lost. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> hey, Mike, I can just see Mac waiting a full year for another targeting to get called. Just be like, "See, <laughs> I told you." <laughs> Where's that last year? <laughs> oh man. Hey, well, Ohio State made sure to keep their foot on the gas this time. Sheesh, man. That, <laughs> they could have put something else on at a certain point. They were already dead. Justin Fields just throwing 50-yard bombs like it was no big no, no big deal at all. They were as mad as I, I was. Mean, <laughs> There's, like, no mercy. Wait, Matt, going back, how much did you have on that game last year? I had, a, I had like, 100 bucks on my game. <laughs> Sheesh. I had a lot because I, I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna win. They have, I mean, I thought Justin Fields was not as good, not better than Lawrence, but he was. I mean, they had the offensive weapons, they had a great defense. I mean, it was just, it's frustrating. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm <trying> to... <laughs> I still think, I mean, Justin Fields dropping back throwing a 50-yard uh, strike, using all that torque on the money, and then turning and holding his rib cage hobbling off the sideline. It's just it, iconic, man. Like I said, I'm sure he was hurt, but it didn't hit me until the next day when uh, one of my friends actually mentioned it to me. He was like, how how hurt was he really? Because, I mean, you both have played baseball. Mike, you, Mike you've been in, in uh, an active Hall of Fame level uh, quarterback at the uh, intramural level. You know how much torque it takes to just drop one fifty yards. If you got some cracked ribs, that that isn't the easiest throw. Um, no. <laughs> so I'm sure he was bruised, but I don't know. I, I don't think it was when it first and then I get it, it looked bad. When it first happened I was like, oh man, those he just drew Brees, man. Those things are cracked. But regardless, uh, it was an impressive performance by uh Fields. He joins the likes of Paul Pierce in the 08 finals. Uh, LeBron, when he played with a pretty much broken hand, uh, that won finals. Uh, nah, I mean, I, I think he was a little more injured. I, you know, regardless how he played in that champ in that semifinal game is nothing short of spectacular. He, a lot of people that I guess would say were skeptical about Justin Fields, me included, uh, on like how you do at the NFL level. I feel like that's kind of you know, I, I I believe he will be a good NFL quarterback, depending on, you know, obviously what scheme he goes into, uh, you know, what kind of weapons he has. But he, he definitely has the intangibles that you would want in, a, you know, in your starting quarterback in the NFL. 
Hey, you making that that comparison? I didn't see it before. That's spot on to me. Uh, future uh-huh. Dallas Cowboy Justin Fields. <laughs> you I said we got Dak at the house. <laughs> oh yeah, we got Dak at home. <laughs> uh, uh, no, though, for there wasn't really anything that I planned on, just because we already gave our predictions for it. Obviously, we get it wrapped up and we know who's officially in and who's not. But was there anything in particular y'all wanted to hit with NFL? Um, got the playoffs coming up soon. We know who all's in, at least in the – I think it's all been decided. Has it not? Yeah, all been decided. I mean, the Eagles are going to lose. Who are they playing? The football team. If the football team wins, then they're, they, they win the East. So they're they're gonna win because Jalen's Jalen Jalen got benched, and so dang they brought Carson back in or some I no, no they Carson's inactive. Yeah, they they put him as a healthy scratch because they're they're full on tanking this game. I mean, they didn't start nine players. They even said before the game they're probably gonna bench Jalen if he's sucking, and they and he was sucking, so they benched him. <laughs> they they were like, we're gonna take Carson out. I mean, they're they're just getting a higher pick. That's their goal. So I mean, I respect it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have a couple. I mean, Cleveland Browns making the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Uh, this is what we wanted to see last year. You know, this Browns team finally come together and do something. Uh, but this year, man, like they – Baker played pretty well after, you know, I think after the first couple weeks, I I was starting to think like, is Baker really the guy in Cleveland? Like, can he lead them to the playoffs and beyond? And I think he's definitely proven that. I mean, when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, not much is asked of you, but I mean, he, like he led that Cleveland Browns team to the playoffs. Uh, Steelers, big frauds. I know that they didn't start Big Ben, but I mean, I don't really see them doing anything in the playoffs. Those they'll be uh, the Browns, though. They'll be the Browns. Yeah. Will also, uh, eh, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, they they destroyed him the first time, and then they almost beat him today without a lot of guys. I I don't see them winning. Uh, I don't see all the I know is that. If Juju dances on the logo uh, in the playoffs, uh, might as well just – I'd put all your money on the ba- on the Browns. I mean, what else was I going to say? Texans just find ways to lose. I, I realized that today. That's insane. Uh, I watched that, that game. Tough. I was like, no way. I was like, there's no Te- way. Like, it – and it's also so painful being like, well, you know, they'll have a top three pick. And then you realize – no, they don't. That, that pick's going to Miami. Um, it. I feel bad for Deshaun. I don't really know what. I feel, you, so, I bad feel so bad for Deshaun. I also he feel bad for whoever's going to come in and be the GM. Yeah, such a great year too. Yeah, I mean, he was what second and second in the league in passing think, yards yeah, the closest season. I think he was like what top five completion percentage or something like that. I don't know. Like he. I feel bad for him, dude. They lost three, like they lost the Colts twice off a heartbreaker. They lost that one off a heartbreaker. They've lost to the tight, the the 
two division leaders. Like the Texans went like toe to toe with them and almost beat them both like all four times. And all four times it came down to the very last second, which I mean, that's four games that could go their way. And, you know, if you flip the script, I mean, they might not be, you know, the division champions or anything, but they're up there with, you know, maybe eight wins. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that there were a couple games this year that just, I guess first couple games, it was just kind of the ineptitude of Bill O'Brien as a head coach and GM. And uh, after that, it was kind of just them coming up short because they didn't have the personnel to do it. So maybe next year, maybe they can trade some guys for some second round picks. I don't really know. Like GM's coming into an absolute mess. Uh, you have Deshaun, who is obviously your future, but you have to protect said future and you have to surround him with talent and you know surrounding him with season. yeah david johnson i mean was he worth deandre hopkins though well i mean well i mean, I mean obviously yeah. not but i'm just saying like he had a good season i mean will Ford was having a good year until suspension i mean you know it's all about the i mean i think the o-line obviously you know that's a i knew i knew something was wrong with will fuller i was like there's no way this man's this healthy like something <laughs> something's up <laughs> I saw that. I saw one of those pictures on uh, or videos on Twitter, and it was like the, it was like barbecue. It was like a uh, chicken leg or a turkey leg. Like all the meat just fell off the bone. They were like, "That's Will Fuller's hamstring," and you couldn't tell me otherwise. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, not this year though. It was because of the roids. Uh, so. <sighs> yeah, I guess that's, that that's all I got on NFL. I actually, I actually kind of missed. So I was at work watching it, and I saw. Of course, the Texans kick would look like the overtime sending field goal. Then I had to go do something. Then I come back, and the Titans are about to kick a field goal. So, why don't you explain to me what in that short time period? How did they get down there? Because I missed that part. Ryan AJ Brown. Brown. Ryan Tannehill had threw a rocket to AJ Brown. Goodness. And then the kicker shanks it off the the upright end. That that's tough, man. Yeah. Also, on on the topic of AJ Brown, can you tell me why him and DK Metcalf were both second round picks last year? Like, how could you look at them and be like, ah, like I don't know, something's up with them. They they they're not first round talents. Well, well apparently, I think DK Metcalf like failed a physical or something. Uh or something. Well, he he did. Something. I was about to say, there's no way he was the last pick of the second round. Well, that's apparent. That's why the Eagles didn't pick him because he fell a physical. So they took uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside, yeah. being like, "This is our guy. <laughs> this is our guy." They see he, they see the really absolute good. freak of nature that is DK Metcalf tearing up the combine. Like something got to be wrong with him. We'll just take this guy from Stanford. Right, I, Listen, I, he's six three. He runs a four four three. He's got everything else, but. He failed his physical, man. I don't know. Sketchy. I'll tell you what. I don't know, man. He's got heavy feet. (laughs) Runs too powerful. I don't know. (laughs) Patriots are just like, I don't know if he's a... Oh, man. Oh, I did want to say this. I I think... So I'm guessing we're all Aaron Rodgers MVP. Um, Agree right there. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. What about, and I thought 
before today, this one was also kind of sure. I think he'll still get it, but do y'all think, unless y'all think otherwise in general, do y'all think today messes up Flores getting the coach of the year? Because I think he's he's got to be the choice for me. I I got Kevin Stefanski. I think him making playoffs in four out of fourteen years, you know, making Baker look good. Um, I would give it to Stefanski. Um, but Flores will be my runner-up. I think he's done a good job too. We but with the thing was uh, with Flores was we saw spurts last year. We saw them play hard. They looked good at times last year. They just, you know, didn't really start getting going until late in the season. Stefanski is a rookie rookie coach, and he, he somehow made the playoffs his first year in, into a shit show. So I would, to me, I'd do Stefanski and Forrest would be my runner-up. Yeah, I got to say those two, and then honorable mention, Ron Rivera. What he did in Washington's, you know, pretty solid, I would say, too. Not really having a go-to quarterback. I, You know, and also in Washington, I – after his story and everything, I don't really know how you could give comeback player of the year to anyone else. I know he didn't have like a spectacular year, but Alex Smith, I mean, this man was not supposed to even be walking again. Yeah. Might not even have a leg. And now he's sending the Washington football team to the playoffs for the first time in like what, five years. So, but yeah, I mean, Stefanski and Flores are the no brainers, obviously for coach of the year. Cause I mean, that Dolphins offense isn't really that great. It's not impressive. Um, Tua isn't, you know, the all-world quarterback that we saw at Alabama, at least this year. I mean, lack of targets, I guess, or lack of, you know, weapons on offense. But, I mean, that defense plays inspired defense. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, you know, I, I feel like has the edge because, like Max said, first time in 18 years that you make the playoffs is is pretty solid. And for Stefanski to come in and, kind of realized the strengths of that Browns offense and being like, Hey, we have two, possibly two of the top 10 running backs. Like let's utilize them. And, but take a lot off of Baker, you know, let him kind of just do what he does best. I mean that, I mean, he had a great season, so I think he deserves it most. Look, you mentioned it and I know we talked about it in the group too, but especially maybe a little more after today, um, and I saw it on the herd. That's where I originally got it from. So I don't know if, if either you or Mac or you saw it. Um, but that number three pick, it, the reasoning for it is if you're the Dolphins, based on what Flores has been able to do so far, it's looking like you're not going to have another high pick near in the future at all. So it's almost like if you're not sure about Tua, this is really your last chance. Um, no, yes, I um – after before this game, I was like, I mean, maybe, but I was still leaning towards Tua. But after watching this game, I just saw today. I mean, holy crap, that was terrible. Yes, I will not hesitate. And if the Jets, the Jets are apparently gonna make a big move this offseason, maybe train Darnold or their second overall pick. If they don't get Justin Fields, I will gladly take him. I feel like, I mean, Tua. He's just inaccurate, dude. I mean, his his two of his three picks were just terrible. They were inaccurate, over the head. I mean, he and you can make the argument, oh, he doesn't have that many weapons. You know, he's got he's working with not that much. I mean, but still, you're throwing inaccurate balls. I after today, especially when the Bills 
in the second half were not even trying, and they were still scoring points, and he was still throwing pick sixes, I would, I would not hesitate in trying to get Justin Fields. I mean, I I just don't really know. I I part of me is like I, I wouldn't give up on him yet, uh, but the other part of me is like you know you're in you're in a league nowadays where. I mean, you saw it with Josh Rosen in Arizona. Like, you know, maybe six or seven games is all you get as an audition. And if it doesn't, you know, pan out, like they brought in Kyler and they're like, all right, you're out of here. I mean, granted, that was a new coach, new system. So I guess that would make sense. Uh, You saw it with Haskins, too. I mean, he was given, what, season and a half. It obviously didn't pan out. Now, granted, that was also kind of some off the field stuff that didn't work out too well. Uh, we will not get into that, but um, uh, Dwayne James Harden Haskins, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just don't know if two is. You could, I guess, you could make the case that he doesn't have like the target or the weapons. But Fitzpatrick did pretty well. Like I don't really know, you know, what the problem is with Devonte Parker. I think he's proven to be a pretty good receiver. Miles Gaskin's a you know manageable running back. Like he he does his job. Gasicki is one of the better tight ends in the league, I would say. I I just don't know if you can make that case and be like, oh well, you know, Tua doesn't have weapons. What what team would he have gone to where he you know and I guess wherever he was where he had you know those weapons? He's going to a top five team for a reason. So I I just don't know if. I just don't know if he's the answer there, but I, I feel like they might give him one more chance. Uh, I mean, maybe he turns it around next year. Who knows? But I, I feel like he'd be on a pretty short leash with how today's NFL is. It's kind of a revolving door of quarterbacks. So, Yeah, I'm finished sitting on this one. I mean, it pretty much the exact same thing you said, Mac. If it's not – and it obviously won't be one of them. But if it's not Lawrence or Fields, I'm not doing it. If they both go one and two, I'm not taking the risk on Lance or, or Mac or Kyle or any of those guys at that pick. It gets interesting for me, like you said, if if I think I can get Fields at three. Um, just because we've seen today with these guys coming in, at least, you want to have some. And it's not like Tua doesn't. He He's an athlete. But you want to have some mobility. You look at all the young guys who are doing well with the Josh Allens, the Lamars, the the Kylers, the even if they're not necessarily scramblers. Even I feel like Tua's kind of in that Baker class where they're both they can move. They're not immobile. Um, and Baker, we see what it took for him. He had to. The scenario Baker's in right now is kind of what I was talking about with those guys before, where they just it's it's perfect for him. But I think Justin Fields. In general, I might like him better off in today's league than Tua. Um, now, it's interesting you mentioned the point about the weapons, about how people were saying he doesn't necessarily have guys. And I know for a second there, I forget which one of you mentioned it, but maybe taking Devontae at that spot or even moving down one or two picks and trying to get Devontae isn't a bad idea. I don't hate, now that you put it like that, that maybe he does have weapons he just didn't the most accurate or the best, whatever it may be. Drafting fields and having a little competition just because 
it, unless he comes out and he's awful and it's clear that Fields is much better, you could do that. And if you like Fields more, you can move to a. So I don't hate still taking Fields and letting it play out and seeing which one you like more because if he's able to do more with those guys than than Tua was, that 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 doesn't look too well for Tua. So I'm kind of fencing it. If both if those guys go one and two, Lawrence and Fields, I'm not making the move. I'm not considering it at all. But yeah, like you said, Mac, if I've got um, Fields sitting there at three, that's that's a tough call for the Dolphins. I might pull the trigger. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that that's interesting. I mean, I think you know at three, if you know Lawrence and Fields are off the board, I'd consider you know Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. You got a later first-round pick, I think. I mean, who knows? Maybe Kyle Pitts is still there somehow, you know, in that 16 range, 15-16. I mean, if you if you think he doesn't have the targets or, or the weapons around him, go out and get them. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you've got a quarterback that can come in, you know, maybe in free agency that would be like, hey, like, this Miami team's got some pretty good weapons around there. I'm, You know, I'd go there. Um you go and get your guy. Uh, I, I think I think Tua still has a chance to be good. I think this is just very – it's an early overreaction, I would say. I but agree. something's got to give here. He's got to get better or, I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to move on from him. I don't really know what else to say about that. Yeah. And I don't – Yeah. Well, I think Tua can easily still be fine, so we'll see. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I don't think there is uh, NFL that I still want to hit. And if there's anything y'all want to jump to, feel free to you know cut me off or stop me here and go back to it. But we've seen – still way too early to really call things big picture. We've seen a couple weeks of NBA now. Um, Mac, what's a couple things that have either stood out good, bad, just things you've seen taken away? Uh, from the first, I think it's maybe seven, six, seven, eight games of the season. Six. Six. Six games of the season. Um, I mean, it's still young. Obviously, in particular, I know you guys have been following it, but the Hawks have looked really good starting off the year. Um, they had a tough loss, yes, last night to the Cavs. But... They have shown spurts. I mean, they they play the Nets back-to-back. Gave them a game the first time and then being the second time. Um, the Suns. Yeah. Watch the Suns play. They're playing with a lot of confidence right now. They're looking good. I like what where their team's at. And there was another team in particular. I can't figure it out. But, but I, I, do, I did miss the NBA. A lot. I really did. I'm so glad. I'm happy it's back. Um, it's still early to tell. I mean, I think the Nuggets, the Nuggets are struggling. They're like, what, 1-5 right now? Are they that bad? I think they've only won one game so far, I think. I could be wrong. I think MPJ's out for a couple weeks. Yeah, he's out for a couple weeks. He has an injury. He has surgery. Um. It's still too early to tell. Obviously, we still know that the Clippers, Lakers, potentially. The Blazers. But, uh, um, but, um, bro, <laughs> uh, we're not 
not we're not getting into it. We're not getting no, into it. Yeah, we're, but if but if we were gonna get into it, <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you you're going to owe me seven cases of Mountain Dew. Um, I'm not, I'm not, for those oh. who are aware, Mac believes that not only he thinks the Blazers will finish top three in the West, no, and he thinks they'll finish higher. Which this is a this one's a, a little more bold. I, I can agree with this one being fifty fifty higher than the Rockets, and I also disagree. Um, but we'll see. Uh, also, your Nuggets, congratulations. They won tonight, so the Nuggets are now 2-4. and four. They beat the Timberwolves. 2-4. Incredible. How do they do it? <laughs> Double their wins. Um, I don't know if this was another team you were thinking of, Mac, but I know Philly's also 5-1 and one right now. I think. It might have been Philly, yeah. Only but, them and the Suns are five and one, I believe. But I mean, you know, sorry to tell, you know, there, there's a lot of teams, and I think I think the Cavs, the Cavs, they're like a team that that starts out hot, but they're gonna cool down, cool down, and they won't be as strong. But you know, it's still it's still early. I just, you know, like you said, it's still early. Give it, give it a couple months. We'll see who the contenders and pretenders are. But I'm just glad that NBA basketball is back. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, I'm going to have to talk about the Hawks. They, they've played some pretty great basketball for, for Atlanta. Um, you know, they've been, they've been in almost every game. They have, you know, one of the rising stars in Trey Young. You've got, obviously, you got Bogdanovich coming off the bench. You got Gallinari, who's out for a couple weeks, but I mean, he he was contributing before he got injured. Uh, John Collins and Capella are playing exactly how you would want them to play. And I, I, you know, I have to bring it up: DeAndre Hunter and Cameron Reddish. Yes, they're starting to look like they might be the real deal. Um, I this GM uh, he has not missed with any of these additions. Kevin Herter has proved to be a great role player on that team. Uh, he can give you points when he needs to. When he needs to, I mean, Red is just starting to do exactly that. Same with Hunter. Hunter Hunter showed flashes last year, and so did Reddish towards the end before the shutdown and everything. But it looks like they've really kind of added on to what they were doing last year. Uh, some other teams, I would say, I, I gotta say Cleveland too. I mean, they Colin Sexton looks impressive. Uh, Ivacoro, I, I don't know if he's injured or not right now. I haven't seen him in any like the box scores, but uh, if he, he can come back hurt. and start contributing, okay. Yeah, he, he's, um, he, he's missed the last three games due to an ankle, ankle injury. Uh, well, I mean, he's just got to contribute what like ten. 10, 12 points a game, maybe. And defense, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. And I really like, you know, Kevin Love and Andre Drummond was a great trade last year. Um, I think that it was a great addition. Uh, I have kind of a hot take, I guess, for one of the East teams. Um, I don't really feel like the Nets are going to be that team this year. Uh, I feel like there's going to be some problems down the road. Uh, you saw that, uh, Kyrie and KD both had a chance to hit a game winner. Both missed. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't I don't know if Steve Nash is the guy there coaching wise. I feel like that might lead to some problems because he's 
he might be a little more inexperienced. Uh, you know, anytime you got someone like Kyrie and KD in the same locker room, that might lead to some tension if, you know, the losses start piling up. I'm not going to say that they're going to be, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything, but, you know, after seeing how Philly's done this year, you still got Giannis and I mean, you still got Boston there. I, I just don't know if this is the year that Brooklyn really does anything of significance. They might have to go out and add someone. So, I mean, that's, that's also a possibility this year. So the Dinwiddie injury hurts them too. Um, losing Spencer that, that hurts. I, I've actually been, so I haven't gotten to watch too much of their entire games, but with KD and Kyrie themselves, of course, I mean, when they're on the court, they, that duo themselves has looked really good to me. Um, I haven't gotten to watch too many of the full Brooklyn games besides when they played the Hawks a couple of times. Um, but for me, and we both, we talked about it obviously because they're our, they're our squad, the Hawks, the thing that's been most impressive or shocking about the Hawks is not that they've been good. It's that they've been good this fast. We knew they had the the young kind of pieces, and we we liked who they had up front. But I think the Hawks. I mentioned it to y'all before. The ceiling on that team, to me, I wouldn't be surprised. I could see them at, at the best. I think they'll be in that four to six, maybe six seven range in the East. And I'll say this: there are a lot of teams in the East. Like if I'm the Celtics, I don't want to see. Based on it, like I said, this is all this is early, but if this continues, which I mean, I, I don't know why it wouldn't. Trey's done this last year, he's got the guys to do it, like you said. Cam and DeAndre look better. They've got Rondo coming off the bench, which will help in the postseason. I don't want to see the Hawks in the first round from the Celtics, I don't want to see the Hawks in the first round from the Mocky Bucks. Of course, if I'm the Bucks, I don't want to see much of anybody, honestly. But <laughs> <laughs> if I'm I will say Philly, I think, would be the one team that the Hawks wouldn't match up well with because and maybe having Capella will help. But John Collins hasn't been able to hang with Embiid. And I feel very confident just throwing Ben Simmons on Trey Young. So I don't think matchup wise, Philly would be really threatened by them. But there are a lot of teams. If the Hawks keep this up, I, that's a scary out in the playoffs. man. so, like I said, I don't think it's, it's shocking how good they've been. Really, they've done this, and you mentioned it. They, in two years, you go from a team near the bottom, two, three years, I guess three years, getting Trey, getting Cam DeAndre, having a good offseason. Um, I wanted to ask this. and Are the Warriors going to be back in that lottery area again? Because they might. At first, it at first it was okay. They just got Steph. They, James and and Draymond didn't play. Then James come back. Okay, that Draymond hadn't been there. They're all back now. I'm still not. What are, what how do you feel about the Warriors going forward? Because I don't. I think they might be do right you, back down there. Do you know what happened today? What happened? Steph dropped 62 today. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and they won. They won by 15. They beat the Blazers. I mean. I think Steph's got it. it. You know, he got injured last year, and I feel like they kind of just mailed it in. But I think Steph still has what it takes to get them in the playoffs. Um, I saw a lot of uh, Warriors fans being like, what can he do with a roster like this? Like, no one's going to average 15 points. And then all the LeBron fans coming in out of nowhere being like, well, 
look at look at this roster that LeBron took to the playoffs that one year. Okay, like I mean, yeah, like just just please leave us alone, like hey, for once. Quick, man. <laughs> the LeBron fans on Twitter, like they're they're in the comments. They're like, well, you see, in 07, uh, <laughs> we had the know, long I mean, West. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me say this. I, I don't really I don't really think that's as impressive as what Allen Iverson did and taking that Sixers team to the 01 finals uh, against the Lakers. But uh, we're not going to get into that. But, yeah, I, I think Steph has what it takes to get them back into the playoffs. If not, I mean, who cares? They don't have Clay. They have another out this year. It's not like if Clay was in, you know, they'd be this bad. They have, you know, they have a rookie center that I feel like is going to be very good. I mean, I kind of like what I've seen from Wiseman so far. Uh, you know, I, I don't – obviously, they're not going to be world beaters this year, I don't think. I don't think that the Warriors are going to come out and, you know, beat the Lakers in the playoffs or anything. But I still think that they could be a 6, 7, or 8 seed, you know, even without Clay, Steph, I feel like, could do this on a consistent basis. It's what he did in 2014, 2015. Just got to get back to that. Hold up, Mike, and that reminds me too. You got a, a, I had a few beverages, I believe, on New Year's, and and I don't know if it was a take, but just put an idea out there. Um, that it wasn't the first time I heard either. The idea of trading Steph. Um, that that was just me kind of trying to start uh, a dialogue. Uh, yeah. You know, in the words of Charles Barkley, we are going to start a dialogue. Um, I don't I don't think that that. I feel like that would make Warriors fans extremely upset because extremely. Steph, Steph Steph is the face of the Warriors. Like I don't like I don't even when someone says the Warriors, I know they had that team in the nineties with Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond. Like I know that they've had these historic figures in their franchise, but when you think the Golden State Warriors, you think Steph Curry. Then you think Clay Thompson, you think the Splash Brothers. I mean, honestly, I won't even think of Kevin Durant. You know, when I think Warriors, I mean, yeah, he he was a part of them winning a couple championships, but Steph really made them that much better. When I think when I think Warriors, I think of Steph back to back MVPs winning, you know, 73 games in a season. Uh, If they were to get rid of him, that would be probably one of the dumbest decisions that like from from a capital standpoint, from a trade capital standpoint, yes, I guess it would make sense. You could get a good return for Steph Curry, but you just don't do that. That's that's something that you don't do. Um, so I I don't know. I I was just trying to see how y'all would react to that. Um, I, I immediately sent a message being like, "Don't take this seriously." Like I like see. Wait until the morning to see if I still agree with what I said. <laughs> No, it wasn't the first time I've heard that either. I mean, it was part of the early season overreactions. But you also mentioned you mentioned Wiseman. I think um, on that thought, and like we said, we've only seen a little bit. I think it's going to come down to him and Lamelo started to look good, man. I think it's going to come down to him and Lamelo for that Rookie of the Year. Uh, I like what Lamelo started to do. It's like he's starting to get comfortable in the league. He's I'll say this: How long? And he, I might not think it's going to happen, but how long do y'all think until he starts, or does he come off the bench this whole season? I'd give it like halfway through the season. Um, I feel like they're trying to ease him in because they're, you know, he's coming in with 
a reputation that's bigger than what Lonzo was, you know, expecting to take over for the Lakers and be that guy in Los Angeles. Um, I I think that they're trying to ease him into NBA play. It's starting to work because he's starting to be more comfortable, like you said. I think that he's such a talented player that they really do need to ease him in. But I feel like halfway through the season, they'll probably start to I feel like here and there they'll start to insert him into the starting lineup, but I'd say, you know, a little bit closer to the all-star break is when he'll be an everyday guy. I feel like in the starting lineup. Mac, any thoughts on, I guess, not only that, but I mean, earlier award races, I know you mentioned the MIP guy earlier. Um, NBA, I mean, MVP, anything, any of those races you got any thoughts on? Like I said, we're only six in, but on, Who's look good individually? Um, I, I like you said, Christian Wood. I mean, he's a lot better. Uh, he's awesome in my P conversation. Um, I can't really think of much right now. Yeah, I know. I Not mean, good. I like. I think those are two guys, Wood and for sure, and uh, Sexton. Those would be my guys. Yeah, I was sure. gonna say I, I liked I like Sexton's. Uh, he's he's been pretty good so far this season. I feel like you know the things that he needed to work on his first and second year he has worked on. I mean he's starting to look a lot more comfortable out there leading you know the Cavs, and I feel like it's gonna pay off. Maybe maybe they are one of those teams that makes you know slides in with that eight seed. Who knows? Uh, Washington, I, I don't. I don't really know what to say about Washington. At this point, if I'm Washington, I'm thinking like, hey, do we trade Bill and just blow it up and, you know, try and get as much as we can? I don't really know if, you know, I I really don't know. Well, I guess I guess it makes sense for them to trade for Russ, but maybe they should, you know, try and be sellers at the deadline, you know, get as much draft capital as they can, you know, maybe some developmental pieces. But yeah, that I, it's all that for what's going to be maybe an eight seed. I, I don't really know. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, good to have NBA back. Like we say, we're early, but it, you know, seeing a lot of these, Mac, you did mention, you talked about it a while. Some of these scores are flat out ridiculous. Well, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, it's just weird that I see the that the Bucks lose the Knicks by 20, and then the next day they play the Miami Heat and beat them by 50, and Giannis, <laughs> and Giannis didn't even play, like didn't even score double digits, and I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, hey, hey, it's the, the NBA, it's this league. <laughs> The most Giannis thing was when they set the record for the NBA threes, yet Giannis didn't hit a single one. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, it's just crazy to me. Also, before we get off the topic of NBA, Gabe, I just need to let this be known that we we have been strong supporters of the Atlanta Hawks for what has been, what, three or four years? Ever since they decided to blow it up, I was like, I, I have a feeling that they're going to come back even stronger. Um, this is, you know, the GM was a former Warriors executive, I'm pretty sure. So I, I, I kind of like what he's done. He kind of went with the Warriors. 
uh, type of thinking being like, we're, we're going to get a bunch of three point shooters and we're going to be good at what we do. Uh, but yeah, we, we've been strong Hawk supporters since day one. So if anyone tries to come out and say that we are not true Hawks fans, we'll be like, please refer to, uh, season two, episode one of the no hat podcast. Uh, we, we have been here since the beginning. Yes. And, and coach Floyd finally got some guys who, uh, what do you say? Actually, yeah. you know, are trying just try. Yeah. It's like, just I, someone, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's trouble when, you know, your coach is just like, I'm just looking for someone that can try, like that's <laughs> trying to do something. The most defeated press conference I've seen in recent memory. That, that man was fed up. I, I've never seen it. I, I don't really, that's probably one of the most underrated press conferences uh, is just Lloyd Pierce being like, look, man, like I'm just trying to find players that are trying like to do something. Trey well, putting up. He, I was just going <laughs> to say Trey putting up a cool 40, but playing absolutely no defense. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you know, someone does a step back. He's like, my hands are tied here. Like, I don't really know what you want me to do. Oh man! No, we've waited for this moment for some years now. But um, Mac, I do want to address why are you out here telling false narratives about me? Um, what after... you talking about? <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? What, you, what am I talking about? My, what do you mean my performance? What are you talking about? At the lanes, Mac. What? Explain uh, the lanes. The lanes. So, I mean, I played solid with a couple of drinks in, in my system. What are you talking about? What was it? Two ninety six. Yeah, that's almost that's almost an average of a hundred pins with five drinks. I think that's I think that's pretty good. So, are you blaming the drinks for it? No. Or? All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, like, Gabe, you you think you're better? I don't understand why. Like. Like, why do you think you're better? You put up, first of all, I was telling, I was mentioning this earlier, Mike. It, bowling is kind of like Pong in that, you know, once you get a little bit in you, you should actually be just as good, if not a little bit better. So hearing you have an average of what, 99, it, it's not bad. It, 99 per game, man. It, well, Gabe, Gabe, you're acting like that you're good. Let's not act like you're good, okay? Hold up. Hey, this is wonderful timing because I've got – I don't know. I just kind of keep it lying around, but uh, – uh. What is Gabe that? Kuz- Gabe Kuzma just getting carried to a title. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me that team accomplishment. If I, if I could pull out the certificate uh, right now that said I bowled a 218, the highest in the class, spring 2017 – I would, uh, you know, I don't care if I don't have a ring to go with it. I, I was a champion. Like I, I led the league and, you know, for people to say that, uh, I'm, I'm an inferior bowler to both of y'all is a little ridiculous and it, it hurts. But I feel you because the claim that I was quote unquote running from smoke is also ridiculous. Uh, I okay, couldn't so, believe it when I so was. So quote unquote strep threat. Everyone knows what that means. Okay. What? Everyone what is- knows that's a silly excuse to get out of work. I got a strep threat. Nah, see, 
you you're just afraid. It's okay. We're all here. You know, we're boys. Just 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 tell, tell everyone <laughs> that you were scared. I also didn't go to work uh, because I, I had strep, but I, I couldn't believe it, man. And then I saw boys. It like I said, it it's not bad, Mac. But y'all, I'm glad y'all enjoyed Amateur Hour. Um, I hope me and Mike will be able to make the next one. Where you remember what happened last time? Uh, we had a uh, a sporting event contest, Mac. Don't you? What are we talking about? I, what what? Oh my gosh! You remember the clinic I put you through in Gatlinburg and a uh, glow in the dark putt putt? Oh, oh. Let's not get into that. That's Let's not get into that. Oh, we're we're not gonna get into that. But if we were, if we were, I Mike, I had a good five six hole lead, and that's yeah, you know, I was playing uh, around the last three courses. Yeah, I was a uh, struggling absolute child's play out there. Bro, it was it was the neon. All right. It was the glow in the dark, got me. It was almost like if, like when Tiger was playing with his son, except for oh Tiger was playing I, against I, his son. I, <laughs> 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 you, you bitch! I hate you. Okay. <laughs> oh but, my gosh! I mean, you got me there, but don't worry, I got you in one v one, like I always do. You know how I be. Yeah. Hey, Mac, next time we go bowling, you're not allowed to put the bumpers up. Just remember that. Yeah, man. And stop should... picking up that nine-pound ball, big guy. Bro, I was yeah. bowling like, the, what, the, the 13? I was putting spin on that bad boy. I was putting that, that nasty spin. That I was nasty. wondering about that. I was curious if you were a roll straight guy or a spin guy. Uh, We all, me, Stan, and uh, what's his name? Wyatt. We all, we all spin that bitch. Okay. I, I can respect that. Hey, Mike, the worst thing you can have happen is a guy talking all this trash, and all of a sudden he walks up there and tries to roll that ball straight down the lane. <laughs> Absolute travesty. <laughs> I, I would be like, what What are you doing? <laughs> I, I've never – I've also uh, thinking about being that guy that brings his own bowling ball because uh, if I did that, it's automatic game over. I mean, you can't. If you bring your own bowling ball to the bowling alley, you cannot lose. It's the rules. It's in the rules of the bowling alley. So uh, I might have to dust off the bowling ball. Might even buy one of those risk yards at the pro shop. Who knows? I'm feeling crazy. Uh, maybe even a bowling shirt. Who knows? Uh, yeah, let me know I'm, if you do I, so I can bring my own shoes. Oh, God. <laughs> also, uh, I mean, we're going to have to get there for cosmic bowling, obviously, because... I mean, that that's that's the true mark of a champion is can he win in Cosmic Bowl and can he win in such an environment that bro, uh, I, everything I around him girl. is going off? Bro, I asked the girl, I said, yeah, so are we doing Cosmic Bowl today? She goes, no. I was like, come on now. Let's be real. It, it really ain't bowling without without Cosmic Bowling. No. If you can't play with the, literally with the bright light shining, you, you shouldn't even be out there. That's what I'm saying. But before we get out of here, I had an idea. We had the idea cross, and I can come to you guys first, or I can start us off. But what is the largest animal <laughs> that you believe you could beat up in a fight? Are we talking like survival or like just – We're talking – Just see it crossing the street, and they're like, oh, like – 
Oh, we'll go survival. You don't have to be okay. to the death. It's just a plain good old fashioned, just a, just a nice a butt whooping. Bro, I don't, I don't even know how to respond to that one. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I kept thinking of one, but I just couldn't. Uh, I mean, I can go first now. I've got mine. Go first. Yeah, yeah. Give me some time. <laughs> I'm going to go with an alligator. And Alec, oh, you, re- you really believe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a, a good-sized animal, I think that'd be the biggest one. It's 9 to 15 feet, uh, 3 to 500 pounds, I think 4 to 500 pounds. So I think, I think I'm taking an alligator. That is wild. That's um, some cap, but okay. Uh, listen, okay. I was hoping you would call cap. Now, now everyone knows the, the closing jaw power is the key with alligators. To keep their mouths closed, you can do that with literally your hand. So I'm thinking I kind of just put my body weight on, buddy. He's not opening that mouth. And I'm just, y'all seeing UFC, because you get them on the ground and they're just like, just like body shots or head shots. I'm just keeping that pressure on them and just shot after shot after shot until he doesn't want any smoke anymore. And Gabe, you're acting like you're, you're acting like you're Florida, man. Like that's not. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> the the fact that you're coming in assuming like, oh yeah, I'll keep its mouth shut. Like that's ridiculous. Listen, you know, listen, look. If you think I'm going in this fight without having watched the film, I'm pulling up all the Steve Irwin clips out there. <laughs> I'm I'm studying the game tape. The game uh, tape. I'm having a strategy. I'm gonna get somebody. So look, obviously it's you versus the animal in the fight, but that doesn't mean I can't have. A distractor. I'm gonna have someone like one of you, preferably, stand in front of them. So, so I get a weapon. Behind. So I get a weapon. Is that what you're saying? No, you don't get a weapon. Well, well, if you get someone to distract them, then I might have to get a weapon. Like you can't just have someone to distract them. There is gonna be one on one, mano y mano. Well, fine, then I'll hit them with the old. What's the? You know, you pull on dogs where you throw something and they look over there. I'll just my shoe toss it across the room. He'll look. Bam. <laughs> I'm jumping on them. Shot. They already have terrible eyesight. I look, I like I told you, I look up more film. I've done some studies. I chose the latter of the uh, gator and crocodile. Crocodile, I couldn't handle that one. Alligator, I'm jumping on them. Just shot after shot after shot to the eyes. Um, so, yeah, and until one of you tells me otherwise, I think now that you've heard it out, you don't want to admit it, but you're coming around. Maybe I could hang with uh, an alligator. That's my okay. animal right there. Okay. Um, I can't wait. A zebra crossed my mind, but then I realized, nah, it's just a wild horse. Why would you fight a zebra? Why would you fight a zebra? <laughs> in what situation would you be in where you would have to fight a zebra? The movie you like, fell off, you like fell off the truck at like a safari at like a theme park or something. And you're like, well, looks like I'm going to have to fight my way out. Yes. <laughs> that would be the worst movie of all time. <laughs> it wouldn't last very long. Uh, let's see. I, I, I'm not much of a fighter, so I, I feel like I would die in most situations. Um, maybe some sort of, like, medium-sized fish I could maybe beat up. If they're on land... I, I, I'd have to be in my element to win that. Um, 
like maybe some kind of tuna. I don't know. Like I don't really, I, I really don't see myself winning a fight against most animals. So you're telling Nor me what I want to fight there. most animals. I mean, this is of course not. Hey, we love animals, but you choose Buddy sitting there flopping around on the sand or wherever he is for your moment and just, oh, I've got this guy. I'm striking. Hey, I'm I'm picking my fights. Like I'm I'm smart about it. I mean, it's not like I'm about to see an alligator and be like, oh, like I'm <laughs> I'm gonna kick its ass. Like no, like I I you know. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll I'll let them have the home field advantage. I'll swim out there. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm coming back with a fish for dinner. Like, but I, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and cap. Like, I I can't. Like, I don't know if I could win most fights with an animal. If this is like a survival situation. What about a turtle? <laughs> I know, I know, I caught you. Turtle? Uh, is it a snapping turtle? <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Fair. A large, uh, a large tortoise. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. No, we're I saw a video once those. of. I saw a video once of them feeding like a, a snapping turtle, uh, some like vegetables. Uh, that chomp looked pretty hard. I feel like it could cut a limb off if it needed to. Um, I, I really don't want to lose an arm over a fight with a tortoise or snapping turtle of some sort. I mean, if we're talking to like the, the turtles in, uh, in Nemo, those deep sea turtles, I, I'm with you. I don't want any problems from those guys. So. No. Well, I, I would never want to cross one of them to begin with because they seem like some pretty nice people. Yeah. Uh, animals. I guess I wouldn't say people, but. I mean, I, I feel like they're not the fighting type, and I, I respect that. I mean, I'm not the fighting type, so they must respect me for that. I feel like I could get along with most animals. Um, so oh, I, it, it, I, I thought... Aqua um, Mike. Uh, yeah, people pleaser Mike. Um, I mean, I feel like it translates well. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just... I, I thought I thought about it. I was like, I just don't see myself doing this. But yeah, fish, like some kind of medium to large fish. Not hey. it's not a swordfish though. It'd kill me. <laughs> Matt, in case you're you're still stuck, stuck, and if not, if you got one, that's fine. But I'm gonna throw some curveball at you. If you don't want to answer that, what do you think is the fastest animal you could beat in a foot race as well? I was so a five there's a lot of people here. You could be in a race. Uh, the fight? I mean, I've... <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go chimpanzee. I don't even know. That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> no! Damn, that kinda, that's kind of that's kind of sad. Like, you want to fight a chimpanzee? Bro, I don't even know what to say. That's the first thing that came to my mind when, when Gabe brought it up. And I was like, there's no way I'm saying that. But I keep also, thinking about it. For the record, for fastest animal that could beat me in a foot race, answer, answer still stands. Like some medium to large fish. In the water. On land. On land. <laughs> yeah, on land. Never been a fast runner. First oh, of all. Uh, yeah. Mac, one, a, a chimpanzee, those things are aggressive, for one. Two, well, I can use when their Buddy reaches back. 
when he reaches back, grabs a lump full of poop, and hits you in your face one good time, yeah, I don't think you're going to want any problems anymore. Well, I'll bring him back. I'll just catch it and throw it back at him. I'd show pay him. big money to see that fight. <laughs> I'll show I'll show him where I stand. Like I'm not putting up with it. That's the most I feel like, thing I've heard you say in a minute, man. <laughs> I feel like there's there's a chance that the chimpanzee does outsmart Mac Hummel, which I would love to see. Like something happens where Mac is just thrown <laughs> through a loop. He's got him in a box. <laughs> yeah. If you give me if you give me some some training, you know, time to adapt. I can I think I can actually handle him. You know. You know who said the same thing, man? Nate Robinson. Well, that's different. Nate Robbins. Oh, okay. Nate Robbins. I'm telling different. you, I'm built different. I'm built different. Mac, when you're sitting there, that chimpanzee's got you in a headlock. <laughs> but, yeah, Mac. I remember when you jumped over Dwight Howard in '09. We we've known that you've been built different for a while now. Uh, I'm saying, he can't hold me back. Hmm. Whoa. Okay, what about? <laughs> I don't even know where to go. What is this? What is this? <laughs> you know what, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, uh, as always, thank <laughs> you for listening. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed season two, episode one. Back. Um, no hat and the plan is to have some a few guests come on later this week so we'll see but we're out <laughs> ridiculous <laughs>